This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Country Not Country, a radio.com podcast. Here are your hosts, Aaron Austin and Nick Russo. Episode 30, Aaron, welcome back. Yes, it's the Dirty 30. Woohoo! I was thinking about this earlier. I was like, man, 30 episodes seems like a long time. That's 30 hours that we have at least or close to. It's been a long time since I felt Dirty 30. Yeah? How mm-hmm. long has it been, Aaron? We're not going to go there. Yeah. I don't want to reveal exactly how old I am. On one of these days, we'll we'll have an age reveal. <laughs> like let's, a, let's hope not. Like a gender I still, reveal. I would like to believe that somebody will still like to hire uh, hire me no matter how old I am. Well, so. we could have like a pinata with the numbers. <laughs> oh, God. <No. laughs> okay, so uh, today we've got uh, new music from Carly Pierce that you tweeted me, or not tweeted me, you texted me at like 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know if it was wine or what. You're like, we've <laughs> got to talk about this song. I don't know if it was really 3 o'clock in the morning. I think that is a giant exaggeration. But there was definitely some wine involved. I'm not going to lie. And I think it was probably like a good 10, 11 o'clock at night, and I was sitting there on my kitchen counter drinking, listening to music, and I think it popped up on somebody's Instagram, and then I was like, wait a second, let me hear all of this, and then let me play it on repeat. Uh, yeah, so I knew I was asleep when you sent the text message, I'll just say that. So yeah, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get into Carly Pierce's new song, it's called Next Girl, and then uh, because I believe in balance, we're going to play Michael Ray's new single too, it's called Whiskey and Rain. And I I've feel only... like you're going to go hell for that one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, really? you got to play him too? Well, I mean, we don't know what happened. Well, I'm going to say if you listen to the song, you just may know. Well, maybe we'll listen to Michael Ray's and find out his side of the story because it's only fair, right? Okay, whatever. Okay, I guess so equal all, time, whatever. So speak, I guess we're gonna. there's going to be a lot of the country love because I also I read into the Thomas Rhett and like why they went to therapy, he and Lauren. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, the story was like kind of, I was like, wow, I could totally see where that, like, I'm surprised it didn't end. Like, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was way you, juicier than I thought. They kept this, they kept whatever the juice was secret kind of. Oh, they made okay. you have to dig into the interview because they want you to read the book. Okay. And well, she, yeah, I'm interested to see because, well, let's be honest, I don't read. So, um, yeah. I was going to say, I need you to read Lauren's book because I would feel weird oh. reading a woman's memoir. Okay. Maybe if it's on Audible, then I'll do it. Then, and so that made me think about superficial relationships. And I, ever since the social dilemma, I've been stuck in this like sort of the virtual world versus the real world type mm, thing. And yeah. so that took me into this dark hole about screen time. And, my screen time has bothered me lately, so I started talking about it on Facebook, so I figured 
we would uh, kind of go over that because I wanted to know what your screen time was to know if I'm ridiculous or if you're more ridiculous than me. <laughs> oh, God. Well, keep in mind, again, I don't have a job, so <laughs> my screen time may be exponentially, like, way bigger and longer than yours. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So, and, and then that I was... That sounded also very dirty just now. <laughs> a, a little bit. A, a little bit. What is wrong with me? But it did make me... And also, I, I was going to talk about... Um, so I, I've been in love with this girl since the first time I saw her, and it's not is Lauren this, Elena. Is this where we're uh, – are we starting here? Or so do you want to this... start here? Because I was actually going to go back to screen time and then come back to it, but we can oh, start yeah, here. Oh, yeah, Noel, let's talk uh, about the... the girl that, like, let's tease. It's fresh. Yeah. It's fresh. Okay. Okay, we'll start there. We'll start Nick's love life, right? Because <laughs> I'm probably going to get the most real I've ever got talking about this because, quite frankly, in my entire time – I met this girl, VB is how I'm going to refer to her, by the way. Okay. She said to come up with a cute, sexy nickname, and I was like, well, I've got VB. Like, your name is already pretty hot. Like, I don't, I don't know if it could change it, so mm-hmm. we'll just go with VB. Anyways, I, I met V, like, six – not even six months after I moved here, and I always felt like it was, like, love at first sight. And I've said – I'm not going to say I haven't said that before in my life, however – um, I think you said that last podcast about Lauren Elena. Yes, <laughs> I, I said, I, but I would define the difference here being interested. Like I, I know, and you can look at someone and know if you're interested in them. Oh. That doesn't mean that you want to date or marry them. Right. Right. And so V has always kind of helped. Like I would just say that in my imagination as a kid, I pictured who I wanted to marry. Right. I had this mm-hmm. image of who it was and we'd be in a red Corvette was also the other part of it, but that's okay. not the point. Um, it's very specific, but, but yeah. But she, in my, when I saw her, I felt like that was my imagination in real life. Like I was like, this is, this oh, is who I've like imagined your, my whole your life. Dream came a reality. Yes, yeah. okay. yes, very much so. And and then as I got to know her and talk to her, it was it started only getting deeper. And now every time she reaches out to me, I'm like a child, literally like this childish, like innocent love in love romance like all the perfect words come out everything i say like in 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 the way i was kind of breaking down is like sometimes i'm hesitant to give a girl a really great compliment because in my mind i know i'm adding to the compliment a little extra just to make her happy because i know she'll love it right Mm -hmm. and and sometimes that feels inauthentic even though it's real and i'm and but with her i have no a total disregard for whether it feels or sounds inauthentic. Yeah, no. Well, I was going to say, yeah, in the past, you've told me some stories of things that you've said to her, and I was like, God damn, like, you just laid it all out there. Well, where yeah. I would, I would never, I don't know, I would have to be in a relationship to go that deep or expose myself that much where you were, you just laid it all out there and you're like, I don't care if you even reciprocate anything, but well, I'm going to tell you. But because she usually would reciprocate it for a short period of time and then she would kind of, kind of ghost me a little bit. But the more I've thought about it, I don't know if she was ghosting me as much as I was given up. Sometimes there, because I mean, I, I don't remember all of the exact instances, but, and then mm-hmm. also we've, we've probably hung out five or six times, gone on a couple dates, but there's this magic always happens. So anyways, the whole point is that after six years, she, she recently hit me up again and, and we've kind of had this sort of like off again, on again, chatting for a little while, reignite the magic. And then it kind of dissipates. And right? keep in mind, like, let's preface it with you. You never have been intimate. Like. Yes. With her. Like slight it, intimacy, but an intimacy that wasn't sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. There hasn't been any consummation of any relationship. Which you know which to me empowers the belief that I have even more. Right? Like okay. how do I feel like this? And I don't you know, I mean like I don't even know what's happening. I mean, you know what I mean? Could it and I'm gonna say, could it be possibly just incredible infatuation? No. 
You don't think so? No, because I, I, I purposely did something this last time around to kind of test. I tested the universe. And, okay. and, and, and I feel like I... And I feel like as long as I'm honest, it doesn't matter. Okay. Right? As long as I'm authentic and I'm myself, and I've always been a super hopeless romantic, right? Like, I, it's just the reality of the real true Nick. Like, mm -hmm. I like to write love poems. I like to send flowers and buy gifts. Like, I'm a very, very deep, loving person, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I got confused in my early 20s with, yeah. and it was an impulse thing. Maybe when I'd been drinking, it wasn't It wasn't truly based on longevity and getting to know someone, right? So I, I was, I was, I feel like I kind of turned myself in a weird way where I kind of didn't understand what, a how to build a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like in this friendship with her, I have kind of built a relationship with over six years, even though it's kind of come and gone, but I've always been true and honest and I felt that way. So I, I started feeling like I, I better not express this because um, she's just going to leave me again. She's just going to stop texting me and then there I am again. Golly, I fell mm -hmm. for it again, right? Right. Well, I, I walked away from it saying, I'm not going to message her or talk to her at all and we weren't following each other on Instagram and I said, I gave... I, I, I told myself, Nick, you're letting go completely. I had actually forgotten about her until recently when I was driving through part of her neighborhood. And I looked over and I was like, oh, man, I thought about her. All right, let me see if I can telepathically make her talk to me, right? <laughs> yeah. And sure, sure shit, she texted me like two days later. Huh. And, and now we've been texting for two days, and I haven't given up on the texting her. And so, she, I don't know. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, where is it? Where does it stand right now? Well, she asked me what my schedule is. Okay. And, and I kind of asked her about her schedule. And so, we're working on you know, meeting up for lunch or dinner or hanging out. Like, I, I'm just going to keep inviting her to do stuff. Like, today I invited her to come play golf with me. So, and my, I guess my next question is, so, obviously, she, um, she reached out. There's this talk of maybe getting together. What, I mean, what are you going to do if she just, again, stops responding? Well, I mean, I'll be back in the same situation, you know. I, I'm not, I, I hope I'm not making an excuse here, but I feel like that's part of the reason you know, once you feel a certain way about somebody, then when you go to another relationship and it doesn't quite feel, you don't, you don't feel the same way you felt with this person mm -hmm. that you felt with that person. And then you finally get a taste of being with that person. And you're like, Oh man, I really liked that. Cause there was nothing ever that was bad about her and my interaction. You know, it was just this sort well, of ghost the thing. type thing. There's, it, it, it's not that there's anything bad about the interaction, but you don't have, nothing's been established for a, a decent period of time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just, despite the fact that you've known her for six years, it's these little glimpses of what you would want or what, what we could have or what it could yeah, be like. But it's nothing, nothing has ever, yeah, nothing's ever been really established. So it's, I also think it's not fair for you to ever compare a relationship, an actual relationship that you might get in and compare it to her. Yeah, I know. I, I understand that. And, and that's why I try I try not to. But Let's it, be honest. Let's, okay. She's a dream. The other's reality. But also, I believe that I can attain my dreams. Well, and, you know, and, and, and maybe you can. And, and, and also, I, I guess that my thought is that if I go into it honestly, and I go into it real, then sure, it might hurt, but it won't be this, like, traumatic pain I can't overcome. So what, at what point do you give up on her completely and be like, all right, I'll either just be your friend or I'm never speaking to you ever again. It's funny you said that because I actually thought, honestly, if it doesn't work, then I'll just be single the rest of my life. Oh, my God. I know that sounds crazy, but I would be okay with it. Like, and I don't know, like, I don't know if this is normal or not. Maybe it's weird or crazy, but I'm just being completely real. Like, anything other than her is second best in my world, and that's just the way it's going to be. I really believe that. That's, that is terrible because 
at the same time, you've been building her up in your head. But I'm not. Yes, but you are. Because, again, you're only getting glimpses of little things. Say you hang out with her for a significant amount of time. And I'm not trying to bash her. So if she ever hears this, I'm not saying I'm not on your team, girl. I'm just saying. We like, don't, I don't really know her, you're saying. You, yeah. What if that girl, like, when you, if you were to hang out with, with her for a good month, two months on end, and you're like, God damn, this girl is a bitch. But or what if she... she's, like, mean to the waiter, or well, she's... Well, then I would walk away. Yeah, but then... You meet some other girl. Now, is immediately she second best because you've well, built this well, girl no, up in your no, head? No, because, because the reality changes at that point. Okay. As of right now, the reality is I really want to dive in here. And I've been dying to dive in here because, like, I love the way I feel about myself when I'm with her. Okay. Like, And, and that's the other real beautiful, intricate now, it, part about it. it is it also uh, – I'm getting all psychological on your ass. Um, is it also because she is a goal? Right, she is something you, like I said, have built up in your head, she, or that figure of what you want. So it's this: if you were to get her, you feel like you have made it, like you have attained your goal. I understand what you're saying, and I can say from a mature point right now that the goal is to find someone to spend my life with. Okay, that is the goal. But according to you, two minutes ago, you said. Anything other than her is going to be second what, best. That's how it feels, yes. That is the way it feels. But you know that's not right. Yes. Okay. I, I'm very well aware. Okay. And that's why I believe it's so unfair. Like when I'm date, when I'm in the dating world, I know it's unfair. And that's mm-hmm. why I haven't been able to make a, an established relationship. You know, and the truth is, VB, I know you'll probably listen. You know, you, she's never actually said, hey, I do see a future other than constantly being there in my future. Mm. which mm-hmm. to me, I've said this more than once to her of how I feel about her. Hell, I've told her four times in the last two days I want to marry her. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and, so th- and, and you know what? what? And if, some what said, if, if some guy said that to me and I wasn't feeling it, I don't know. I would probably, yeah, I don't know if I'd talk to him anymore. Yeah, if, if there's a guy pouring his heart out to you, do you keep talking to him? Or do you say, <sighs> hey, look, I'm never going to, wouldn't you have to be honest and just say I'm never, because like, if she said, look, Nick, I really love you, but I'm never going to be with you. If mm-hmm. she said that and she told me that, then I would move on. Like, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not – when I say I think about her the way I do, it's it's because I believe in what I felt. It's not because necessarily um, it's a goal, it's her. It's, you know, it, like, I understand why it could easily be seen that way, and I mm-hmm. understand – I understand the, the the dating pool and the dating dynamic. She's also close to my age. She also grew up in a small town like I did. She's got small town roots. Like there's a lot of things about our personalities that I've gathered over six years that I really like okay. and that remind me a lot of myself and these really almost really strange things. Like I said, there was a one time, the last time we hung out, um, I had tweeted something like an inspirational quote or of, to some degree about forgiveness, I think. Yeah. And when we hung out, um, the fortune she got and had saved had basically the same message. And it was like mm. stunning, you know, and sure you could say, Oh, it's just coincidence. But anyway, all that to say that I like, I, I believe that every time I've seen these little signs and I, and so if she was like, Nick, move on. Like, I, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I, I'll never be able to marry you, whatever it is. Like, it, yeah, <laughs> like, but I would still be cool with her. I'd still be your friend, but that okay. I could, I could cut that, that belief because she's never said no. Okay. She's never said, no, Nick, mm-hmm. it's not real what we feel. She's never said that. Yeah. She said she feels it too. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. So, anyways, we'll 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 update on episode thirty-one what happens. Yeah, if if she's speaking to you still or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> will will the ghost return? Coming up next on Country Not Country. Okay, remember that one guy I was engaged to? We went to therapy one time, and uh, he, and I even picked. He wanted a dude because he thought dude therapists were better. I was like, okay, well, there's mm, this is interesting. So I found a guy that was a relationship, you know, a couples therapist. And he shows up to our counseling session, uh, wasted, number one, with a roadie, and he was drinking straight vodka. Wow. Yeah. And uh, at one point, he had drank so much vodka that he decided, oh, it's time for me to go to the bathroom. So what does he do? He leaves. The door isn't quite shut. The therapist looks at me and says, can he hear me? And I said, no, he's in the bathroom. He goes, Aaron, I think you two are both very different. And I was like, hmm. Basically, he was telling me, get the fuck out of that relationship and don't look back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, so let's let's go into Thomas Rhett and Lauren, right? Yeah. So they talked about how they went to couples therapy, which... I, I've never been to therapy, but the older I get, the more I hear people talk about it, and the more I think I should do it. Uh, hello, I'm like a walking billboard for it. <laughs> like, I go all the time. So I'm what do just you look really up? disappointed that uh, my health insurance is about to expire, but yeah. So what do you look up? A therapist? Uh, well, for me, I looked up, uh, you know, through our healthcare uh, website, I looked up therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Psychiatrist, those are the ones that give you the meds. However, most of the time, they don't want to really sit and talk about your problems. They'll talk to your pro- uh, talk to you about your problems for maybe, oh, you know, 45 minutes the first time. And they're like, all right, you need this drug, this drug, and this drug. Bye. And then the next time you talk to them, it's only for 15 minutes. So usually the person you go to is either a psychologist or a therapist that you see like on a weekly, biweekly basis. All right. So... I would, I guess, I would be more into the the, the psychologist or therapist if yeah. I was looking for that. But I, like, I, I, I really administer self therapy quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, yes, you do, and yes, I mean, I agree because yeah. I do the same thing to myself. Yeah. So Thomas Rhett talked about. So basically, you know, um, Lauren released her memoir, and mm-hmm. I was saying you should read it because you're a woman and. I would feel weird reading her memoir, like you know what I mean, it's like reading a girl's journal, right? Like, I, like I don't, I don't know if that would be, I don't, I don't know if I would enter, enjoy it, you know. And like, anyways, yeah. Um, but part of me, for research purposes, did want to read it. But apparently, she brings up 
why they went to couples counseling. And so Thomas Rhett shared the story that she alluded to. And it's just a couple sentences, but he says, Lauren called me because it was nine o'clock in the morning in Uganda. And she hears all of her friends in the background. Meanwhile, Lauren is seven months pregnant and throwing up in the bathroom in Uganda. That was when Lauren was like, we are living two completely separate lives right now. And he says that was a really humbling experience for me, just knowing what she was dealing with in a sense of aloneness while I'm out living life as usual. The, that part was really hard for us for sure, kind of getting over that and going through some therapy, especially over that one night. Hmm. Okay. So I was thinking that's got to be a really ugly place where she's feeling sick, reaches out to her husband for comfort, and she hears her friends in the background giggling and having a good time. Yeah, I, uh, I would not be, I would not be happy. How would, how would you come back from that, Aaron? Uh, well, I mean, oh, oh man, that's a. I mean, we it's, need it's, therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I would definitely have to have the conversation. Are we on the same page? Like, are you? Because I'm assuming she was in Uganda with, uh, with that whole process of their first daughter. Willa, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. So she She's, was pregnant going through the adoption process. Remember, she didn't realize. She, I think I don't know that they were intending to have two babies. At the same, yeah, because I think they were already adopting her, and then they found out they were pregnant. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I think for me it would be like, are you wanting this? Or are you wanting to be Mr. Party Animal? Uh, I mean, but also they are way younger. I, I mean, they're not even. Are they, they're not even 30. Well, they've been together. They've been friends since sixth grade. So Thomas Rhett's 30 and Lauren is 30. Okay. I Yeah, I feel like they just turned 30. And just- that did change it for me because I realized that I'm pushing 40 now and I think about being 30 in either of their shoes and holy smokes. Yeah, could you, I mean, they had three kids before they were 30. I, I'm they're 30 now oh you're right during that time they were probably 26 or 27 yeah. I would have been a train wreck yeah like I, mean, I would have been the last person to 27 okay at 27 28 I was getting a divorce and I at that time I thought I was a giant leper you know what I mean because I who do you know that's 28 and divorced you, that was like a big struggle. But you got from, married super early. Yeah, I got well. I got married at twenty four. Oh, but, I thought um, it was twenty one. Never mind. No, we got we got together when I was twenty. So we had been together a total of eight years. But I mean, yeah, imagine. I mean, like that's a big life change, and now they've got that giant life change. But at the same time, you're still young and inexperienced. Uh, you you know what I mean? Like for me, my entire twenties were soaked up being married. And being mature and a homeowner, there's no like way for them. Now their twenties are soaked up with being well, kids with kids, or, or celebrities, and a yeah. celebrity add celebrity to that. Like yeah. Thomas Rhett was a huge rising star over the last five years, mm-hmm. to having to tour and travel, and Lord knows what happens on the road. And who, Lordy? I mean, like uh, I, I, any- I'll just say that at twenty at twenty six, I, I don't know that I would have had the discipline to be a loyal man on the road as a star. Like I, I would have. You're there's not no the way. first person that has said that, and that I've had several guys. They're like, "Man, it's a good thing I'm not famous, because I would have 
done everything. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, oh, the, that's th- really this like rappers, you know, like no yeah. one does it like rappers apparently. But I would imagine that the country stars also like it doesn't. What I've learned because I've worked in three different formats in my life, or four if you want to count even politics. Because believe it or not, even in the political circles, there are groupies to the politicians. There's groupies to the every. Well, uh, yes, that's why there was Monica Lewinsky. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, there's always a groupie. There's always. The, you know, that's always happening. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what the celebrity is. And even in country music, even though we don't want to believe that because we country music has a pure core, you know, has a values system that, you know, it seems to be, you know, re- relevant even to this day. But let's be real. There's still some hanky panky. Like, it's not it's not oh, all. Just, I mean, and we hear some of the stories and we're like, what? Yeah. And at the end of the day, we don't there's not confirmed stories because I've never heard a story from the the mouth of the source you know what i mean right. like i've never i've always heard the second or third hand stories which that goes for any anywhere where there's always some sort of chatter going on about mm-hmm. who's doing what or who you know yeah. the closer you are to the ground the more you see in here though that's for sure mm-hmm. what else did it say about their like therapy sessions that, that was all the information they gave was that so my thought is there was a lot of that not a lot of that but there was enough of that because there's no way this one instance was the reason that they decided to go to therapy. It had mm-hmm. to be that happened either more than once. Like like they said, we're leaving, living two completely different lives. Mature, and, or in maturity level. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, she has no choice. She can't be giggling and laughing. I, I will always say therapy is amazing, but it's work, you know, and you have to, A, be willing to be honest with yourself. And if it's a partner, you have to be honest with your partner. And not judge each other for it. yeah. But I know for me, like, I, I there's people I think should go to therapy and they may never go to therapy because they don't think there's anything wrong where with themselves or they don't ever look inward where I look inward every day of my life. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is wrong with me? So I'm always trying to fix myself. I think a lot of people also sometimes are scared to look inward. That becomes a problem. Like people, like whenever you, I can speak for that, like if you start looking inward into why you do certain things or why you're a certain way or a habit you can't break, you know, those things can, those can really wear on somebody, you know? And so having the outlet with therapy, sometimes people might be scared because they don't know what the therapist is going to tell them. They might tell them their worst reality. You know oh what yeah. I mean? Like I have a girlfriend. Oh golly. I, I, I feel like she and her husband need to go to therapy ASAP. And they probably should have done it five years ago. Um, but they, she won't. And it's her that doesn't want to go. And I think it's her not wanting to go because she's afraid, I think, that the it'll look bad on her. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like the therapist will say, oh, well, you need to change this, this, and this. And then she, but I don't think she wants to accept the responsibility. Yeah, which it, sounds terrible. Well, I but. think that I think that probably happens a lot, you know, mm-hmm. and and that's why a lot of people don't go to therapy. Mm-hmm. But a therapy could save a relationship. Mm-hmm. I it could, and also I think that there, I mean it didn't save any of my relationships. <laughs> True, <laughs> but but, um, but it, it seems to have helped theirs. Yes, you know, but also I think that some there's there's probably many relationships where something happens and even therapy can't help it. Yeah, well, I mean. Um, Okay, remember that one guy I was engaged to? We went to therapy one time, and uh, he, and I even picked, he wanted a dude, because he thought dude therapists were better. I was like, okay, well, there's, mm, this is interesting. So I found a guy that was a relationship, you know, a couples therapist, and he shows up to our counseling session, uh, wasted, number one, with a roadie, and he was drinking straight vodka. 
Wow. Yeah. And uh, at one point, he had drank so much vodka that he decided, oh, it's time for me to go to the bathroom. So what does he do? He leaves. The door isn't quite shut. The therapist looks at me and says, is, can he hear me? And I said, no, he's in the bathroom. He goes, Aaron, I think you two are both very different. And I was like, hmm. Basically, he was telling me, get the fuck out of that relationship <laughs> and don't look back. <laughs> But yeah. Well, you know. Uh, so I guess you know what. In that case, therapy also did work. Yeah, yeah, it did. It <laughs> saved you. It, it saved you. Now, I think uh, for some people, therapy is writing music. Mm-hmm. And Carly Pierce has clearly used a lot of music in her career uh, as therapy. You know, if you listen to her music, she clearly wears her heart on her sleeve and lets it out. Oh yeah. Um, I would say a lot of. I think like a lot of female artists. I mean, maybe all artists really. Yeah, but, but a lot of. Like, who do I think of? Carly, uh, for sure. Maren Morris. Uh, Maren Morris. I think Miranda. Uh, Taylor Swift. Hello. I mean, every guy that she's ever dated has been the subject of a song, which is awesome. Um, And I've always thought, oh, I wish I could do that. Uh, But I do it in a blog form. Uh, But yeah, like her new song, Carly's new song, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Well, it's called Next Girl. Hey, next girl. You don't know me, I'm just the one who says went crazy on him. That's just what he does, but once upon a time I was the next girl. I've been where you're at, you overlook a lot when he looks like that. I'll charm your mama with that smile, hide the red flags for a little while. I bet you probably I could listen to that song all day. You like it that much, huh? Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a, it just is every part in that song when she was singing, I was like, yes, yes, yes. I've, I feel like I've lived all of that. Yeah, there was a lot of it that I think you could easily say sounds like uh, whatever happened in her and Michael Ray's relationship, he's going to blame her on going crazy and like, you know, or she's acting well, out of line, a- but something she's definitely had ground to stand on. Hey, this is clearly well, you're doing what thing. you always like, do or every. Okay. Girls, let me just tell you something. Anytime a guy says his ex is crazy, he's full of it. Well, generally remember everyone projects whatever, whatever somebody says is the reason or if, when they describe people, they're describing themselves generally. Okay, yeah. So, he, it, I mean, but how many, well, you're a dude, so you don't hear this, but so many guys I've gone on dates with, dated, whatever, met, they're like, oh, my ex, oh, God, she's so crazy. And I'm thinking, hmm, was she crazy or did you make her that way? Because usually there's, I mean, I've been crazy at times and I've done some stupid stuff or acted out of my normal character because someone drove me to that point where I, w- I thought I was losing my mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, so just remember that. Anytime you date a guy and he says, oh, my ex is crazy, he's full of shit. Now, sometimes, <laughs> now sometimes though, you, you can't... Uh, I, I mean, I granted, understand what there you're are saying. a lot of girls that are also straight up bat, you know, but... And that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I, I always steer away from the, the, the blanket statements that, you know... 
every time a guy says she's crazy because sometimes and you would and, and basically you find if i would i would say that if a guy ever says that or a girl ever says all oh, my ex was so crazy right well, either mm -hmm. way then from that point forward you now have to measure their behavior against that statement because mm -hmm. they inserted that somebody is crazy Right. In that relationship, whether they're lying or telling the truth, if they're lying, then they were the crazy one. If they're telling the truth, then they, the other one was the crazy one. But you will find out in due time. Yeah. You will find out in due time. I mean, I, I like I think of uh, a past relationship where I felt like I was going crazy because, well, hey, I was getting gaslighted like a mofo. But if I were to say about that person, do I think they're crazy? Yes, I do think they're crazy, but um, I hope that doesn't make me that, you know, how we're doing like the reverse, like I'm <laughs> deflecting on them yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I just hope that's well, not the well, case. Well, no, no. It, well, here's the deal. But you, you also know who I'm talking about. Yeah, so. but also there, when you project, it's because you too know what it's like to be that way. Mm -hmm. It's not that you are that way. It's that I can say, oh, they're acting crazy. Why? Well, because I've acted crazy and I know what it looks like. Yeah. Like, um, I know I've done some stupid, <laughs> stupid stuff before in a relationship. Like, Nick, what the hell were you thinking? Oh. Why did you do that? You were crazy, right? Oh. But at the same time, I've been on the other side where a girl was doing stuff. I was like, this girl is crazy. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, so it happens both ways. And, and so out of fairness to Michael Ray and to uh, the men, because I have to represent for the men, uh, <laughs> oh, he God. released a new single also, and this one's called Whiskey and Rain. Have you heard it yet, Aaron? No, I have not. Okay, well, I will say that Michael Ray, I think, does a good job of showcasing his voice, but his voice always does seem to sound different on each song to me. Like, he, he kind of has a different delivery with his music. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I feel I feel the same way because I was thinking of, what is, like, the first song that came out of his? Uh, Kiss I always You in the Morning? To, yeah, Kiss You in the Morning was one of them. Kiss You in the Morning, his voice sounds completely different than it did on uh, some of the last songs. And I don't know if it was because he had vocal uh, coaching or if it's just well I will say I, I've seen him perform two or three times now and mm -hmm. the last time I saw him was in Kima I believe it was the last performance I saw of his and I thought he has really advanced as a performer mm -hmm. he's really embraced his his image and look and sound and and he's very confident on stage and of all the performers I put him up there like he, uh, of the because he's he he's been around a while but he's still one of the younger performers in country music he's still one of the yeah. younger guys See, he's more than likely, I think he's still opening some shows, you know, mm -hmm. uh, or one of the opening acts. So here, well, this is... Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. Say the thought, we'll come back to it. Whiskey and Rain. It's been a downpour beating on the tin roof. It's been black label pouring on ice. Made a honky-tonk out of this living room. Yeah, swimming through her goodbye. Love's company Yeah, whiskey and rain Coming down, coming down Splash of bourbon in the glass Yeah, pouring something on the pain Let it drown, let it drown Try to wash away the past Oh, since my blue sky's Just hmm. whiskey and rain. It sounds very um, 
very cl- like traditional country. Oh yeah, he. So that was the. They were saying that he really reeled in the '90s sound in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. said it reminded me of almost like a Gary Allen crossed with a like sort of a John Anderson straight tequila night so sort of like. Oh, there wine, is something but, it reminds me of. I just can't pinpoint it, but it definitely has that '90s '90s country flair to it now i didn't do the research to see if he wrote it or not but i imagine that there was a co-writer on the song but i do know that artists usually pick songs that they feel like they identify with and i think he was being if we're going to say that carly pierce was referencing anything into the relationship with next girl then it would only be fair to also say that michael ray is likely somewhat telling his side through his music and performance on the other side i definitely feel like hers is more auto biographical than his is yeah well his is interpretive mm-hmm. for sure. <laughs> yeah i but who knows maybe maybe his next single after this one will really be the needless to say which one do you like better oh 100 <laughs> carly pierce hands I, I, down. I mean i like the carly pierce song too um i really do uh, i like michael ray's song honestly i thought when i i actually have listened to it once or twice before when he first released it yeah and i was like man like he he always does surprise me and and, mm-hmm. I, and i say that out of respect because i never like i said to me he always sounds different every song sounds different yeah and so i never know what's coming i was like all right i dig it i i, I get mm-hmm. it and and i think i love about both of them that they both went on and made music they said they said they they didn't make it a super dramatic thing they didn't they didn't air dirty laundry you know they let their music speak for itself no, <laughs> no I, yeah i mean because not. there's nothing about michael ray's image that Carly was surprising people with that he is a handsome dude that women like and he gets a little crazy. Like, that's not like there's nothing that's not a newsflash. I feel like anyone who has spent more than five minutes around Michael Ray knows he likes to have a good time, you know, and and women, if you've talked to women who see him, they always talk about how good he looks. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it, it's not like it was a complete there's no way anyone could be completely blindsided by a good looking country star who's been single most of his career. Yes. We all want to believe that the love is going to happen the way we think it's going to happen or supposed to happen. And then it starts to kind of happen, and then we're like, oh, it's and here. It, it's and always it go- like, what did I say? I feel like I said this in a podcast or two ago when it's the the shiny object. object. Leave the shiny object alone. Like, it's probably that, not going to turn out well. Unless that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And then if that's what you're looking for, then enjoy that shiny object, but just know it belongs to something else. Yeah. It probably is not going to stay true to you. So we'll leave this on a quote that I, I really liked from this uh, motivational YouTube thing I watched. It says, when you change your perception, you change your life. Wait, we didn't talk about screen time. We didn't talk about screen time. So, so what was your screen time on your phone? Apparently, my daily average is four hours and one minute. Okay, you're, I'm, I'm more than you, four hours and 42 minutes. Yeah, and it like before it updated, it said three hours and something, so yeah. That means you're doing, that, I mean, that means it's up a little bit, but also you're doing way better than a lot of people. I had someone on my thread said 10 hours. 10 hours? And, and the average American spends eight hours. Okay, this is what people need to do. Get a hobby, all right? Well, Start a podcast. <laughs> yes, which, by the way, little shameless plug, I started my own podcast, and I've submitted it to Apple and Spotify and Pandora and all these other places, and so you can uh, start listening to that. It's basically my What's blog. It called? It's Aaron Austin's Thursday Blog and Podcast. All right, well, I'll put a link to it in the body, so if someone wants to click to it, they can find it and yeah. click it through there. So far, we only have three episodes, but, you know, I'll just get to record more. You're building. Um, that's right, damn it. All right, episode 30, that's a wrap. Never miss an episode of Country Not Country with Aaron Austin and Nick Russo. Make sure to download the Radio.com app and subscribe to this podcast. 
Country Not Country, a radio.com podcast. Special thanks to executive producers Sarah Frazier and Chase Murphy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.